Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right, listeners, thank you so much for joining today. I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. And uh, how are you today, man? I'm doing well. Yeah? Yeah. It's uh, it's a great day to, to be recording a podcast. Yeah, I'm really excited. We are going to be diving into the story of Noah and the Ark. So we're going to be hearing about this on Sunday. So hopefully we can get a little more background story and uh, understand the character a little bit. So when we walk into the sermon on Sunday, we know what we're hearing about. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, kind of take us away, man. Like, what's all, what's Noah's story? Yeah, and it's this is one that I feel like a lot of people know a little bit about. Like, you hear about the story of Noah, even non-Christians. I mean, we see the the movie come out yeah, about, yeah. about Noah, and it's it, that was put together by actually a, a secular um, director and, mm-hmm. and things like that, like someone who isn't a believer. Um, but one thing I was just talking to Chris right beforehand that blows me am- away still yeah. is that this story has been made a children's story. Yes. Like we see like little animal, like we see animals getting on a boat and, and things like that. But if you look at the story, like it's crazy. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah. Like literally like God drowns everybody yeah wipes out the whole earth wipes out the whole earth yeah all animals all people other than the eight people on the boat yep and the couple of animals that god was like yeah you you can take them so i don't ex- like make all of these species extinct right um so it's this crazy story of of god delivering eight people but also judging the world for their sin um, it's a story of obedience, evil, and deliverance, and judgment, and and all of these things. But I think if we look at the character of Noah, mm-hmm. if we just like parse parse the character of Noah, he's a fascinating person, right? Within Scripture, that he is like he is used as a person over and over in Scripture to show his faith and his faithfulness, and who follows God obediently and lovingly. And one of the most fascinating parts about him is his ability to trust the Lord is his ability to trust the Lord. Like God comes to him. It's like, Hey, build this massive boat because I'm going to flood the earth and you're going to take your family on it. And I'm going to keep you on it or whatever. And that was like 55, 50 to 75 years of building this boat. That's so long. <laughs> like we literally talked on a previous oh podcast about the average life expectancy right. of man today is like 79 years old. Yeah. That's an entire lifetime yep. of ours building a boat. And granted, he didn't have power tools. So this is all like chopping down trees and doing all that. But like so long and he trusts God through it all. And one of the things that we're going to talk about this Sunday is like sticking out for your faith and, and standing up and walking obediently in your faith in a, in a world where a lot of times it looks odd or it looks different and no character might be more prominent in, in scripture other than Jesus of, of doing this. Like Noah is building a boat while everybody around him is like, this man's crazy. Yeah. Like he's building this boat for 50 to 75 years. And like one person later on in, in that, that studies the Bible and through the blue letter Bible says that we don't know, mm-hmm. but this is our first like hearing of rain. Like this is the first hearing of rain that we have within scripture. So like 
this man could have been building a boat in the middle of the land, like nowhere near the right. ocean, and no one's ever seen water come from the sky. Now, yep. granted, that's not like a proven fact, but we don't hear of rain before this. So, like either way, this man is thought of as like, what the heck is he is he doing? Or yeah, why are you building the boat in the middle of land? Like, yeah. you might see a boat out by the water. Yeah, so people could go fishing, but why in the middle of the forest? You know, kind of thing. Are you building this boat? Seriously, like bring it closer to the water yeah. if you're going to want to put it in the water, not. Yeah. Like nowhere near, um, but it's so fascinating, and it makes me think about like my own life and how, as a child, like it was super easy to trust people as a child. Mm-hmm. Like I could trust my parents, I could trust any adult, being like, "Hey, they have what's right, they have what's best," because I didn't know any better. But the more I get older and the more I grow, it becomes harder and harder to trust people. And I think that's why Jesus, like he calls us to have a childlike faith in the gospels. He's like a childlike faith is so true and, and trustworthy because they're so trustworthy and they're so honest and, and they just give everything to it. Right. Um, and it can be hard to trust God, but we see in a character like Noah, even when it seemed crazy, even when it seemed like he was just going so far against what the world was doing, and, and his faith was so was so genuine, which was so different than the world. Like, yeah. There's a reason God chose Noah. Like we see him called a righteous man right. and things like that. Like he, he was different than the world. Doesn't mean he wasn't sinless. He had sin. He was a broken, fallen man. But like he did enough that he would drop everything and build a boat for 55 to 75 years, however long it took. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if, uh, kind of keeping with this theme that we've been doing over the last few weeks, yeah. if Noah had a Facebook, what would we see on his Facebook profile? Yeah. Noah's Facebook page, like the, the previous couple Facebook page would be rather fascinating, yeah. far more than, than my own. Um, I mean, he, he was one of the oldest people to live in the Bible, 950 years did he live? Um, had three kids, three known kids, um, at, at least three known sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. We're mm-hmm. gonna—that's a mispronunciation, but we're gonna go with it. But one of the things that I think is the most profound is—is is he is called a righteous man, not only in Genesis. In Genesis six nine, he's called a righteous man, but also in First Peter three twelve, and in Hebrews eleven seven. Hebrews eleven, the the Hall of Faith, this famous chapter that goes through and and goes through all of these different people in the Old Testament and saying, hey, they were counted righteous because of their faith. We see that with Abraham specifically in Romans, he's called righteous because of his faith. Um, and this is so profound. Like this is why Jesus chose or, or God chose him to to be this person that was going to be saved and and show his grace by saving Noah and his families because he he pursued God. He pursued to love God and know God and and, and things like that. Um, and and one of the things that I think is fascinating if we look at at what um, the boat was that he built. Like he spent 55 to 75 years. He was a righteous man, 55, had his family. The boat he built was 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Yeah, that's a monster. So it wouldn't fit in a football field. It would not fit in a football field, which is crazy. But I also think I'm like, how we bring in two of every Every animal animal. on this boat? Yeah, I know. Like giraffes, elephants, hippos, like that's a quarter of the boat right there. Right. And they were on there for a year. They were on there for a little over a year. So like how are you taking an elephant out to go exercise? Man, elephant out to go exercise. Um, like I, who, who knows what that boat smelt like? 
right <laughs> like they also had to feed them yeah. for a year and and things like that like there's there's so much going on with this um but we just see how god continually blesses noah's family because of noah's noah's righteousness yep. and we even see like no, god protects noah on the boat and the first thing that noah does when he gets off the boat is build an altar yeah, and I think they sacrificed an animal on the altar, right? Yeah. Okay, so could you imagine being that animal, right? That's like, oh, sweet, guys, I got saved. I'm hopping on the ark. Like, see y'all. And then your first act getting off after surviving for a whole year is to be sacrificed on an altar. It's like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, man, what, the poor the poor animal. Yeah. Like, seriously, spent a year on a boat with all of these other animals in the first Yeah, with does. all your friends. Like, oh, what are we going to do, seriously. you know, when we get off? Like, oh, build a new life and everything. And Noah's there like, oh, stupid sheep has no idea what's about to happen (laughs) yeah it's crazy it's crazy and i think it's it it, again it shows noah's faithfulness yeah is is that he's like yeah i'm going to like god saved us like we're gonna we're gonna sacrifice too and that's gonna be tough because that that might be his food source yeah so you have no idea yeah what's around the corner and the first thing he does is basically sacrifice what could be food shelter anything mm. like that yeah. so no yeah, it's, absolutely it's a big sacrifice like they, they didn't go with a lot they came with animals exactly. and some food and a boat and his family but like they did have to sort of restart like the world was wiped wiped out but then we see the first covenant in scripture made with noah like noah is able to claim that he has the first covenant with god right um and it's this powerful one and it's and, and it's saying that god will never wipe out creation again that, and, and he gives the rainbow as a sign that that will never happen again. It's this powerful thing that God just pronounced this massive judgment on people, mm-hmm. this massive judgment on people. But then he's like, I will never do that again. Right. And we see that God's God's way of reconciling that is sending his son, Jesus. Um, I've always wondered, um, so if that was like the first rainbow, then that means that there had to have been no rainbows before mm. you know quite possibly so you know rainbows is that's just physics yeah that's you know light hitting water at a specific angle yeah and creating you know light so i've always wondered like okay does that mean god just create like it's still creating new physics for us to kind of uh, explore and discover right because obviously he can do that um but yeah it's kind of cool like okay there were no rainbows before so yeah. no light hitting water but maybe now all of a sudden there is so new physics just like that and <laughs> i wonder if he still does that today if there's like new things that he's kind of just throwing out there for us to discover but always wondered that yeah it might be part of god's humor is just like yeah exactly physicist i'm looking at you my dad's physics teacher yeah. i'm looking at him you physics teacher there's new stuff for you guys to figure yeah, out exactly like, go yeah. after this yeah um which yeah i mean god's such a creative god so who knows maybe Amen. he is creating creating new new physics um but we also do see on on Noah's Noah's Facebook page, he like does have this this mark on him, and and he, or this he he right after gets off the ark, probably been a little bit after because he had to plant a vineyard and and do all these things, but he gets like crazily drunk and it becomes this whole thing with his family because one of the sons came in and saw him and and things like that, and then the most one of the most interesting things we have not heard Noah speak at this point. Like we hear a lot of stories, but we have no dialogue from Noah. But the only time that we hear him speak is when he curses Canaan, Canaan one of his kids, Ham, um, Ham's son. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super interesting, first of all, that that's the only time Noah speaks. Yeah. 
but it's also this saying, all right, Noah's this righteous man. He's obedient. He's doing all of these things. But then we see the fallenness of him. Mm. We see that he is a broken man, that he that he doesn't follow God perfectly. While right. his faith was counted as righteous, he doesn't follow God perfectly. And it's, again, it's a point of saying, hey, this man is not who you're looking to. Yeah. Like Jesus is the only the only perfect one. Um, and I just, that, that's so profound is to say, hey, this man is still broken. He was counted righteous. God saved him. But yet he is still so much in need of God yeah. and God's love and God's grace. Um, so I think it's profound to even look at that, that we see all this goodness in Noah and his obedience and things, but to realize that he is just as broken yeah. and, and, and messed up as, uh, as all of us are. Yeah. Um, and, and he's just trying to seek the Lord and, and follow him, but yet still has this broken, sinful nature in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Like, are there any kind of weird, fun fact stuff that we might probably hear on a uh, so maybe some nicer stuff that we would <laughs> probably teach our children about this story on a you know a Sunday morning? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the unique things is we always, especially as a kid, I remember hearing all about the birds that that Noah sent out. That he sent the raven out, and yep. then he sent the doves out. And I think it's super interesting that this was actually. Um, like a nautical, a nautical thing. Mm-hmm. Now, the two birds that were used in the story are ravens and doves. And what we, what you learn about ravens is in nautical ways, whatever they used ravens that, that ravens fly directly towards land. Yeah. So if you're looking for land and and things like that, you can use their line of flight as a guide. And I think that's super interesting. So when when Noah sends the raven out, like that line of flight where the raven is flying from the water is directly towards land. So they just have to follow that raven mm-hmm. in a sense, which is super cool. And then the other thing is what you see later on as the flood continues to subside, he sent, starts sending out doves. And doves, interesting enough, can't fly very far. Right. They can't fly, fly very far. So they're a good gauge of how far land is. If they return, land is far off. Yeah, like they can't they, land anywhere. They so can't land back. anywhere, so they come back. Yep. Whereas if 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 they don't return, you're like, hey, land is close, and they can either send another raven out or or something like that to be like, hey, where where exactly yeah. is this land? But I think it's super interesting. Um, and one other really interesting fact that I was coming across as I was studying for this, and I was as I was studying for a, a, a sermon that I'm preaching on Noah, yeah. is is this idea the word pitch. Mm-hmm. In, in chapter 6, verse 14, where God is saying, build a boat out of this gopher wood and cover inside and out with pitch. It's this super interesting word that in, the, in this spot in scripture is translated, um, is translated as, as pitch, like this, this substance that will keep water out and things like that. But it is also commonly used throughout scripture, the same word um, as, as like a ransom or a payment for mm. someone in bondage. It's remarkably similar to to what Jesus did for us. That God, God told Noah to cover the boat with pitch and inside it out to protect the waters or the punishment, the judgment of God, these waters that were bringing the judgment of God from coming in. And in the same way that Jesus, the price he paid on the cross, then covers and protects us from the punishment we deserve when we place our faith in him. That this pitch is almost a saying like, this is protecting the judgment of God from coming in on Noah's family and, yep. and, and, the, and the animals. Whereas when Jesus goes to the cross, his blood, his death, his sacrifice is protecting mankind from the judgment of God, the wrath of God. These, these things so that when we place our faith and when we trust in Jesus, when we go up, 
and and we see when we see God on judgment day we're able to say no I'm not worthy but because of Jesus right I am because of Jesus he has made me worthy um, so there's a remarkable similarity that that we see and I think it's whether whether right or wrong the the way that that word is there and the way that that word is translated in different spots in scripture is so powerfully a point to God and to what he is doing, what he will come do through Jesus as we get into the gospels later on in the year. Um, I just think that's a really, really cool, cool and unique fact that you find um, in scripture. And, and as you read, as you read through all these stories and all these different things, there's unique and things like that, that you can find that point and are so powerfully woven into God's word that point to God and what he is doing in and through scripture. Yeah. God is really good about kind of taking one thing and using it as an example for his mm. love um, and yeah, the foreshadowing that you see mm. all throughout the uh, Old Testament is just fantastic yeah. for what we're about to see in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Yeah. So, all right, Anson, that was great. I really appreciate uh, you kind of bring to life some of uh, Noah here and uh, while he you know, we tend to treat him as a fun, look, he <laughs> saved all the animals. There is a lot more going on here yeah. and probably a really remarkable guy to talk to when we get to heaven. For sure. Absolutely. So, all right. See you, Anson. See you, Chris. Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.